We are raw and real Western women who have endured the fires of life. And though we carry the brands of our trials, we are learning how to satisfy our thirst with the well of water that comes from the only one that can truly satisfy, Jesus. Journey with us as we explore an unlimited range of topics. We will discuss our personal experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, along our beautiful journeys to the well, and so much more. Water up! So tonight we are going to bring up the topic of submission, which tends to be a harder topic for some people because in the world today we have made submission be almost a cuss word. The actual uh, definition is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force, which immediately makes you feel like you are about to be belittled or um, basically talked down to or you have a greater being that you are submitting to. However, the Greek meaning is to get under and lift up, to put in order. It does not mean obedience. So I think the best way to look at this is to get under and lift up. We need to lift up each other, lift up our men, and whenever it comes to submission within the home, that it is not to basically bow down, but it is to lift up and encourage and allow our homes to be in order. Just as our kids are to submit to their parents, the wives submit to the husband and the husband submit to God. And then you have that great little triangle that then allows your household to run as expected. Unfortunately, a lot of times that is a little out of order. And so we all tend to struggle with it. And so we are going to kind of give our perspectives and allow it to, you know, hopefully help each, each other and everyone out there. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think submission sometimes has been made a cuss word, really, if you look at it. Like, I know, for instance, if I was to look at the word submission when I first heard it, like, I was like, well, I don't want somebody being over me. I want to, you know, be one with them or, you know, help with that. But the world's view on it has made me feel as if it's making me less than my husband. Mm -hmm. And you know that's just not how it's supposed to be submission is a beautiful thing it's 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 a you know reverent awe of god being you know obeying god because that's what he calls us to do is to be submissive to our husbands and i think that's just one of those things we all struggle with if you don't know the actual meaning and what is it the tone of submission mm -hmm. right yes it's definitely a goal that I have with, for myself. It's something that I struggle with largely right now for multiple different reasons. But I see, I see the, the light of the end result and kind of the whole picture of what it's supposed to look like and what I'm supposed to be striving for. And it's a goal that I have set for myself. It's definitely something I currently struggle with. But I'm excited to see as I strive for that goal and as I seek the Holy Spirit's wisdom about how to achieve that goal, what that journey is going to look like for me, because I know it's going to be really cool and exciting, and I'm excited to see the fruit that comes from it. Mm -hmm. Well, the 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 bib like the Greek definition of submission brings more to to mind for me is like how God called when you get married, you and your husband become one. You, not one becomes lower and one becomes higher. You become the same person. And so you have to look at it more like that instead of a 
must submit and must follow orders kind of of a viewpoint and I think the devil has twisted that to where it has become a cuss word it's a bad thing nobody views it as a good thing because it is a special um, it's very special to God and it and if we put our trust in God no matter what our husbands do or where they're at on their path with their relationship with God we should trust God that he will take care of us regardless of our husband's decisions because he has made us to become one and our act of submitting to our husbands in in essence is putting our trust in God yep also agreed let's dig into um misplaced priorities and the order of our home and how misplaced priorities affect the order of our home and the the way that our home runs and the balance in our home we had talked before we started misty about you know that a child is supposed to obey or submit to see there I go with the obey again that's not the true meaning of submission but that a child is supposed to submit to its parents and where you know a wife is supposed to submit to a husband and then the husband to God that that's supposed to be the order and if that order isn't present that there's imbalance in our homes Mm -hmm. but I think even over that being out of order we put other priorities even in place of or before those things and when we do that then our homes get really out of whack and we feel chaotic and we feel Mm -hmm. imbalanced and nothing runs right we can't seem to catch up that's like for instance if it doesn't go in that order where you know the husband submits to god first you know as the godly head of the home that's where you start running into having resentments because they're not living the way they're supposed to and leading the home. So you can run into multiple problems with that. For instance, us, I mean, that puts us off balance too. If they've submitted, but we're not, like Mm -hmm. that can cause resentment. Like you're trying really hard to have two different forces living in one home. And like, for instance, one thing that I struggle with is I sit in church alone. Doesn't mean that my husband doesn't believe in God but it's not a priority that he puts before everything else. He would assume um, do his own thing at home with God, which is fine, but it took a long time for me to to understand his point of thought because I never seen the fruits of what God was doing in his life because he never showed no action of it. You know, and when you're going to church and stuff like that, you know the order that things are supposed to be in. So you try to get your home that way, but not everybody cooperates, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it like builds up resentment. It's like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, but you're making it really hard for me to do this whenever you're making decisions that are just either selfish or you're not thinking of anything or like worldly decisions. But it makes it hard to push that submission to that person but that's where the world gets you. Is you're not supposed to worry about that. God has you, and you're supposed to, you know, not necessarily obey. There's that word again. But you're supposed to submit to God no matter what, because you are trying to submit to God and what He has in the Bible. So, like, it's a journey for me too. Like, I struggle with that. Well, it's another opportunity for us to show our Jesus, because, like, um, at the end of the day. Who are we to judge our husbands and where they're at? Yep. Who are we to judge what God's doing on the inside of them? Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, that story in, um, I think it's in John 8, whenever they bring the adulterous woman 
in front of Jesus and they try to get Jesus to cast the first stone at her. They want her to get her stone. They're basically baiting Jesus, be like, here, here she is, we caught her in the act. What are you going to do about it? Jesus just stooped down and wrote on the ground in the dust. Nobody knows what he was writing, but he didn't say she was wrong, right, but he also didn't cast the first stone. And he, he turned it again, he turned their sins around and was like, hey, check yourself first. Whoever has not sinned can cast the first stone. And they ended up all walking out. So Jesus, he, nobody condemned her at that time because they had sins themselves and they were convicted. So everybody left. And then it was only the woman and Jesus. And at the end of the thing, he was like, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Yep. And so until we can't, we can't put that condemnation on mm-hmm. them. Like, who are we to judge? And that's a thing that I used to struggle with a whole lot. And I've started to see it more. God's kind of laying it down in me now, trying to just be a better example just to worry about me work on myself because that's the only thing in reality that you can change yes you and your husband are supposed to be you know become one and be 50 50 but you've got to leave that work up to god mm-hmm. and that's that's a hard that's hard but well, and, that, and it's tough in the daily life too and a lot of times whenever they can't give their 100 percent, you might have a little extra to help carry them al- uh, along and vice versa in hebrews thirteen seventeen, it says obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls and those who must be account let them do so with joy and not with grief for that they would be unprofitable for you and in my mind your husband is the one who wants to protect you and to always be that wall and that barrier for you against anything evil. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care what type of, where they are in their walk, they would go to battle for each of us, no matter what. So for us to be submissive to them, even in their times of need, which a lot of times can be now, then that gives them the strength and that courage to one, protect you, and then they understand where that force is coming from that you have something inside of you that you're showing you're submissive. Jesus didn't need to wash the feet, but he did. To set Mm -hmm. the example. Exactly. And so whenever you sit there and you see our husbands struggling, we need to be able to be their stronghold at that point because they're weak. And I would hope that in if the tables were turned, that they would be weak. My husband and I are the perfect example. In the beginning of our marriage, I was the stronger one. I was the more faithful and, you know, constantly praying for him every night. Well, then I started to build a resentment. Now he is the one who's seeing me struggle, and he's having to be my stronghold, and he's having to lift me up, and he's more the submissive role right now because he sees that I'm weak. It's not because he sees that, oh, you know, she's superior over me. It's seeing, he sees what, that I need that extra help. I need that extra umph. So in order to be submissive, we have made it a negative word. But in reality, it's almost like you're being a footstool for them to get across where, where they can't get right now. So it's a good spot to grow faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's for sure, because we don't see the open door that God sees for the growth there. We don't often see that. We just see the moment that we're in and the frustrations that we're struggling with, and that's all we see. Mm -hmm. But handing over that 
that torch, I guess, of, of you know, okay, I'm going to give this to you, and I'm going to lay it at your feet, and I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of these concerns that I have with, you know, my husband, whether they be bad decisions or, um, you know, a lack of respect or whatever the issue may be, that that's, that's not actually mine to carry or mine to try to resolve or take control over. That's the spot where I need to lay that at, the, at his feet at the cross and say, here you go, and, and grow my faith instead mm-hmm. of trying to take it all on myself. Right. Okay, First Peter 3, 1 reads, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the contact, conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct, accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good, and are not afraid with any terror. So the commentary for 1 Peter 3, 1-6 reads like this. None of these relations are reversed. For example, masters are never told to submit to servants. Jesus is never told to submit to the church and so forth. So while there must be a servant-like love and attitude on the part of those in positions of authority, that does not eliminate the concept of God's order of authority and the corresponding submission that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. The benefit of submission is shown in the way that it affects husbands for God. A wife's submission is a powerful expression of her trust in God. This kind of faith and obedience can accomplish great things even without a word. I'm going to pause there because I think that 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 right there that that paragraph sums up mm-hmm. the journey that several of us are about to go on and i think this is something that we should revisit you know in 6 months or so and check in and say this is what our journey has looked like and this is you know what we've accomplished and this is the uh, the revelations that we've you know come to and the things that have changed and because I, I just think it's going to be beautiful. It is. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Wives may want to shape their husbands, either guiding them to Jesus or guiding them in Jesus through their words. Peter reminds them that God's plan is that wives impact their husbands not through persuasive lectures, but through godly submission, chaste conduct, <laughs> and the fear of God. That was like a stab. It right was. There. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. But it makes sense. It does. And it's it's a good reminder to keep in the forefront of our minds because it's something we're all struggling with right now. 
There is a sense in which a wife's efforts to shape her husband through her own words and efforts may hinder the power of God's working on the husband. Because it can often be nagging. <laughs> it turns into <laughs> nagging yes. and frustration, and that's how it's pointed out to. Which yes. builds resentment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is much more effective to submit in the way that God says to, thus demonstrating trust in Him, and to let God have His way with the husband. Yes. The attractiveness of a wife's submissive behavior, even to an unbelieving husband, suggests that God has inscribed the rightness and beauty of role distinctions to include male leadership or headship in the family and female acceptance of and responsiveness to that leadership. The unbelieving husband sees this behavior and deep within perceives the beauty of it. Within his heart there is a witness that this is right. This is how God intended men and women to relate as husband and as wife. He concludes, therefore, that the gospel which his wife believes must be true as well. Is it, that's a, that paints a really beautiful picture, I it think. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it is beautiful because you know that as babies, we're born with a sense of right and wrong and a sense of being able to perceive the Holy Spirit even if you don't recognize that that's what it is. So to say an unbelieving husband, he still feels those taps on the shoulder and he still has a sense of direction and right and wrong even if his worldly views have overridden that. It's a beautiful view to know that deep down in there there's always that chance of hope. Mm -hmm. There's always that sense of right and knowing that the Lord can take root there. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a beautiful thing instead of an ugly thing and the world's twisted it just like jill said earlier we've just made it a bad thing Mm -hmm. and where it's not you can submit to everything else you can submit to your boss at work you can submit to things but why can't you submit at home like those are all thoughts that go through my head because i i struggle with that every day like well god didn't you see the the choice that he made why would i submit to that Mm -hmm. well God turns around and looks at me. Well, what about the choices that you made? You didn't see him not be, you know, submissive to you over it or, you know, not say cower down, but, you know, went along with what you thought was best. And then he didn't condemn you over it whenever it was the wrong thing. Right. You know, so it's like, it's like a pride and selfish deal. Like, that's what keeps, mainly for me, that's what keeps me from seeing the true beauty of submission in my marriage is a selfish and pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's like this. No matter where you go in the world, there is an order of hierarchy, right? So whether you're, you know, a student in school, whether you're working at a job, whether you're traveling the world, it doesn't matter. There's a level of hierarchy that is just natural, even among animals. And the that, that's natural. So there's a purpose in submission so that relationships can flow and be natural. But it causes stress and unease when we don't submit. It causes disorder. It causes disruption. It causes hurt, resentment. Mm-hmm. It takes away from the natural effects that were put into place from the very beginning of time mm-hmm. when we don't submit and lift up those that are naturally 
to say above us sounds bad, but the, I mean that that is technically what it is. You know, God calls the men in our in our lives to be the stronger sex and us the weaker. So those that are above us are stronger than us that we are supposed to lift them up so that we can have order. Yeah, and that's not only just physically in the house and around doing chores, but emotionally, they, mentally, they need our support. Mm-hmm. I struggle there. I, I have a really, really hard time with that for some reason. Um, it, it's almost like there's a roadblock there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I look at a man and I think, well, you ought to just be my rock. You, you can't be weak. You can't have a weak spot, you know. And... I, I struggle there. There's a roadblock for me, and I've been working on it and praying it off <coughs> and um, asking God for wisdom or discernment in that specific area so that when Joel, you know, needs a boost or I see that he's weak, that I can recognize it and actually give heed to it and help him with that because I'm, I am weak in that area. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Yeah. Do not obey the word. This refers to an unbelieving husband, but it is a stronger idea than merely do not believe. It has the idea of someone in active disobedience to God's word. Even these husbands can be won through the godly conduct of loving wives. I feel like us being more independent women and having to work outside of the home and having to take on so many roles that God didn't design us to also gets in the way of those priorities that are supposed to because we get just so run down and stressed and of course we get stressed. We're not meant to take on that full load. And if we don't share the load with our husband or we try to take it all on, I'm guilty of trying to take it all on by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can do it. I can do it. I don't need no help. But then you get mad at <laughs> it. Don't help and it's yes. like, but why aren't like, you helping? You, you didn't said you had it. it. Yeah. 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 And then they start expecting it. Keegan, for instance, like he pretty much just moseys on along. Like really, if I ask him to do something, like he has no problem with washing the dishes. And sometimes he does it before I even ask. My, I guess my main thing is being a more godly head like all the household things i have no complaints he does before i ask or you know gets the kids to help but it's the wanting him to be the more godly head of the house but as i sit here and say that god has given me little sneak peeks you know of things and like he's big into um phil robertson and so i've been catching and watching the phil robertson's uh I guess his whatever his whatever he does the sermons or whatever mm-hmm. and like so now he's like randomly he's like well I learned about the apostle Paul today and I'm like you did oh my god you did I'm like what you <laughs> learned you know and he was just like well, I had to, you know and he will tell me you know about some things but like those are just little sneak peeks of things like God is working in him just because it's not the way I think it should be does not mean that God's not working and obviously expectations is something that I have trouble with. I put expectations on Mm -hmm. my husband that are of mine and not of God and that's where you let yourself down and you feel like well I can't be submissive to him if he's not going to start showing you know actions for this but God's like if you will just leave all that alone and do what I tell you to do be submissive be supportive be you know Mm -hmm. what he needs your actions and your example will show him that my word is true and that it is you know you are the example 
You shouldn't mm-hmm. be worried about what they're doing. You should do what God has called you to do and set the example for them. Just like Misty said, Jesus didn't have to wash the feet of the people who were fixing to put him on the cross, yeah. but he did. Yeah. You know? Exactly mm-hmm. right. And we use those expectations, and they, and they, it's almost, a, it's a selfish expectation. That's what we want. That's not what God wants mm-hmm. for our lives. And, mm-hmm. and from, like, from the outside looking in at everybody else, you can see the growth. You can see, oh, that, they're doing so good. Look at how far they've come, you know. But, like, whenever it's our home and our family or our husband or our kid, you know, like, we don't see it because we're there every day and we don't see that growth as much. But we still have these huge expectations that we place on them. And then we get mad when they don't. But it's like, that's our problem that we need to deal with. We need to give our expectations to God and let him do what he needs to work on. We expect it to all be taken care of, like, right then. You know, like, we prayed, okay, everything's going to be changed tomorrow. I'm like, you can't bump little Boosie and go to church. Like, you can't do this together. Like, I'm trying to raise these kids this way, and you're over here bumping Tupac and gosh knows what else. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're so mixed, you know, mixed things, but then you turn around and watch him. And he's like, the other day he was in the round pen working a horse and the guy that works for us was there and he was talking about some issues or whatever and he was just like, you know, he was like, you can't fight fire with fire, man. He's like, sometimes you just have to let it go. And I was like, oh my God, he was listening. (laughs) Like, you know, that's something that I'm, you know, I don't know. And it's just like, God gives me those little sneak peeks. He's like, it's not all going to be fixed in one night. He was like, but it's coming if you will throw your expectations out because I'm going to tell you now, Whatever your expectations is, God's going to, it's going to be total opposite of what you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and it's going to be ten times better than what you could ever imagine. So if you just leave me alone and stop nagging or stop doing the things, like, just be quiet right. and watch. You know, help when you can help. Like y'all said, lift them up in the times that they're not really sure, like, what does this mean? Or, you know, hey, why don't you talk to God about it? Or how can I pray for you? Or what did you learn today mm-hmm. instead of constantly cutting them down of oh well, you're doing this over here but yesterday you were doing this that's contradicting itself like you can't do that who yeah. are you like we, mm-hmm. what are you doing stop preaching at me right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm preaching to myself yeah. i mean it's just and it's an everyday thing in my home and like god doesn't do that to me like why should i be doing that to him mm-hmm. yeah well, well, think about the person who prayed for us. Yeah. Like, just because we got started earlier, but that that same person was sitting over there like, what is she doing? Like, God, please, just work in her. Like, why she keeps messing up? You know, they had the exact same fight that, that we're having with that next person that we're praying for because you want so bad for them to understand what glory is waiting ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And so just being patient with them and knowing that in God's timing that they'll get there. They'll, they'll get there. Yep. I have received a lot of answers tonight just sitting here talking amongst ourselves of things that I have been struggling with in the past few days. Like as we talk and as y'all talk and as everybody's different viewpoints come out, like the Holy Spirit is loud in my head and I'm constantly putting puzzle pieces together. I'm like, oh, that's what you meant. Oh, that's what I need to do. Okay, I won't say that when I get home. Okay, I'll do it like that. Like, I'm taking notes myself right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how he does that. Yes. In the midst of, like, really none of us 
thought we were struggling with this until a random text message come up and it's like, oh, we're all struggling right now. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know? And then it became wildly prevalent and I've been searching for answers and I've been like in, deep in prayer about it and, you know, seeking wisdom about it and seeking counsel about it and I got it just now. <laughs> Dear Lord, we come before you humbly tonight, and we ask that you guide us on our journeys of submission between each of us and our group here and everyone that is listening and watching, that you would guide us and bring upon us your wisdom and your knowledge and your discernment for us to know what we're supposed to say, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to pray, who we're supposed to submit to and how that you would just guide our journeys and that you would make them successful, that we would come out at the end knowing that we have achieved your goal for us and that we're always striving toward the betterment of our submission in your name and for your glory and to set an example for others in your name. Amen. Amen.